in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise, and ever enjoy his consolations. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to the Popey Podcast You Didn't Know You Needed, where we talk history through Pope-colored glasses and some of the craziest, most popular stories you've never heard of. With special guests, Pius XII. It's a real joy for us to welcome you all here. John Paul II. I would like to invite each of you to listen do not be afraid. And Jesus Christ. Sir, we don't have any recordings of Jesus Christ. What? But I saw him in those movies. No, sir, those were actors. And actors playing Jesus Christ. So grab some Eggs Benedict and your buddy Gregory because... P.A. Domine, Dona This is a popular, popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. Today, we're actually getting into the chronology of things, which is intimidating since I know that this main series will be the longest-term commitment of my life, outside marriage and kids, unless our cat has an unusually long lifespan. It will be at least two decades before it's all said and done, and ideally I'll have an office or something in Rome by then. Or at least, you know, somewhere in Lazio. I'm not trying to count on Patreon for too much, and I know real estate prices are crazy. Anyways, yes, the truly long haul begins today. To give you another picture of the scale of this, I've got well over 5,000 episodes gamed out, going Monday through Friday, keeping Saturdays for modern stuff and Sundays for other related topics not quite relevant or perhaps chronology-friendly enough for the weekdays. By the time this main narrative wraps up, we should be within spitting distance of the thousandth anniversary of the most significant event in the history of the cardinals of the Catholic Church. Now, spoiler alert, Peter did not pick cardinals who then picked Linus, as a teenage me once guessed. Rather, though the cardinals were involved in papal elections from their earliest origins, they were part of a larger whole until April 13, 1059, when Pope Nicholas II restricted participation in papal elections solely to cardinals. I don't want to overplay the importance of that event, as it had predecessors, and it wasn't the absolute final say on the matter. There were cardinals voting in papal elections before, and there were non-cardinals that voted in papal elections after. But I don't want to minimize that event either. Again, there is no event more important in the history of the cardinals of the Catholic Church, though there is traditionally one event more important in the history of what will be our perennially co-starring topic, papal succession. And that event, Pentecost, is what we're going to talk about today. This isn't an area of church history where a historian has much to say, but that's okay. I'm not a historian anyways. I'm a popularizing enthusiast. You know who else qualified as popularizing enthusiasts? 
the apostles. Obviously, I'm not comparing myself to an apostle, except in the very limited sense that I've got something I really, really want to talk about, and the only way to get me to stop talking about it is to kill me. Anyways, let's set the scene a bit. God created everything, including humanity. Humanity sinned, straying from God. God sent his Son to redeem humanity, and his Son, Jesus, called the Christ, did that. Oh, also, the Son is equal yet distinct from the Father, and likewise with the Holy Spirit. The Son became human, and the humans killed him about seven weeks ago, but he resurrected a few days later, and just last Thursday, the Son ascended into heaven, promising he would send his Spirit to be with the humans and guide them. That's the short and piety-friendly version of all that. Now, the Son's followers are gathered for the Feast of Shavuot, also known as the Feast of Weeks, a Jewish festival, which would go down in Christian history under its less common name of Pentecost. Judaism and Christianity have a long and complex history, which I won't ignore here, but which I also won't be focusing on. I'll put some starting links in the show notes, and you can refer to other episodes as well. Anyways, from Acts 2, quote, Suddenly a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. End quote. The tongues of fire is the sexy part, so that's what's usually depicted in portrayals of Pentecost but it's actually the sound that draws a crowd to the house. A very multinational crowd, because the Feast of Weeks is a pilgrimage holiday. The crowd is from a whole slew of nations, and yet all language barriers have temporarily vanished. Naturally, church history begins with rumors of scandal and an official denial. Some things never change, as folks start saying the people speaking in tongues without their previous language barriers are drunk. Peter who would go down as the first pope, shuts that down with the perhaps not completely convincing, but apparently effective counter-argument that it's only nine o'clock in the morning, guys. I say it was apparently effective because after he gives what turns into the first homily, or perhaps Sunday audience, we're told 3,000 people were baptized that day. All credit, ultimately, to the Holy Spirit, and it turns out homily jokes are nothing new. For more on Peter, and his adventures, check out Popular History's June 29, 2020 episode titled Rocky, or really, any other resource you like. I'll be talking about him some here, in areas where he's relevant to the Cardinals or our canonical side topics, but the actual Popes will tend to be side characters when it comes to Cardinal Numbers and Project Veritas. We're more here for the sweet, sweet Holy Spirit action of Pentecost rather than Peter's specific role, prominent though it may be. Why? Because, traditionally, the Holy Spirit is the special guide to the Church as a whole, and to the papacy in particular, including guiding papal successions when they occur. It is the guidance of the Holy Spirit that is used to justify the shift from Judaism to Christianity, a process which is fraught, but fascinating and important to understand. I once used a gaming analogy and described Christianity as Judaism with the Jesus patch installed, an analogy I don't go for as readily now that I see the harm in understanding Judaism exclusively through the lens of something that needs fixing. But, 
as flawed analogies go, you could still do worse. Anyways, the Holy Spirit is the background, and occasionally foreground mover, of the church's early growth through the Book of Acts and beyond, as the apostles and other disciples ship out across the world, founding local churches as they go. We'll follow Peter when things split up, as, though his successors aren't the only ones who get called popes, traditionally the head bishops of Alexandria held the same title, Peter's successors in Rome are the ones I'm referring to when I talk about the scope of this show, it's covering cardinals and papal selections and such. So, all future pedants get ready to be referred back to here. The Pope part of popular history is the Roman pontiff. That's enough for today. See you tomorrow for a look at Acts chapter 6 and the mysterious Order of Deacons. Oh, and that prayer at the start of this episode? Yeah, that's dedicating this project as a whole. I won't be doing it every episode, but I figured as we start our narrative, we might as well start with prayer. To set a good churchy tone. If English isn't official enough for you, here it is in Latin. Veni, Sancte Spiritus, replay tuorum corda fidelium et tui amoris in eis ignem accende, imite spiritum tuum et creabuntur, et renovabis faciem terre. Oremus, Deus qui corda fidelum sancti spiritus, illustratione docuisti, da nobis in eodum spiritu recto sapere, et de eus semper consolatione gadere, per Christum Dominum nostrum. In nomine Patri, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. <laughs>